When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com, and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. 
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? It's your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! Show 
just for you in 2021. We are excited because God is giving us vision, and we're going to carry it out according to what he tells us. Not me, not the bishop, not the apostle, but what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is instructing us to do. But, of course, before I get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I can't forget the family. Michigan if it keeps up like this, Thomas. 
Because I came this way for the warm weather, but it looks like ain't no warm weather to be had down here on the Gulf Coast. So, family, if you're on the Gulf Coast, make sure you bring your light jacket. It's a pretty day. Sun's out. Sun's shining. But you're going to need a jacket on if you're out and around here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast today. Because we're at 59 degrees. Amen? Amen. Well, family, we got another brother that just dropped in. Y'all know him as Chaplain. Chaplain Manuel's in the building. What the? Salutations, salutations, my brothers. Uh, Pressing my way, man. And thank God that... um, we're in a new season, man, and I appreciate that. And I'm humbled by that. Looking forward to the manifestations that God will manifest in the body of Christ. Bless the Lord for all the soldiers, laborers of the gospel on the line today. Let's get it, man. I know Pastor Chris has yes, been sir. at the altar, and God has downloaded some wonderful things. And he will be sharing, and I'm looking forward to that so we can eat and we can go back and feed God's people and bless our families and our wives and our children and look forward to new expressions of the Holy Ghost this year. That That is exciting. Looking forward to it. Uh, bless you all, man, and uh, grateful to be on today. Amen. And also, family... See, y'all missed the exciting intro. See, I'm big on intros and getting pumped up. But, you know, we got one more brother that just dropped in. He's from the north, and we're going to love hearing his weather forecast. He is the co-CEO of Jovina Distributing. His ministry is Jovina Under the Hood. Ladies and gentlemen, Blessings to you, brothers and listening family, pastor. What's going on, man? Up here in Michigan, we ended up with uh, about four inches of snow. And uh, yeah, it's just and ice. Yeah, (laughs) folks is out there. Yeah, I woke up this morning feeling like the abominable snowman. Yes, yes. But thanking God, we got to see a new year. Amen. See, that's why um, I like doing this segment because it's funny how the seasons are so flip mode. Here in Texas, we got a middle where it can be either cold or hot or in between. Because, like I always like the clown. Texas is bipolar, so you never know what you're going to get. So when you listen to somebody else's weather forecast, and they waking up to four inches of snow and ice, even though I'm from the East Coast, and I know Chaplin can attest to this, I miss it, but I don't. Just saying. <laughs> but I do like the fact that the snow kind of keeps you young, Chaplin, because your face is always tight. And the weather's always below freezing, and you got to keep yourself all bundled up with your goose down, then your Timberland, just saying. So, and it's funny how your Timberland boots are made different in Texas than it is in the East Coast. 
just saying. Mm-hmm. So if all you cats know about Jimmy food, they don't make them the same. If you live in Texas, there's not the same lining as you get in the East Coast. Just saying. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough with that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, y'all also know we don't do politics. So if you want to know what's going on in our nation, go to all those other guys, CNN, Fox News, all the other Christian affiliates that do all the news. But it is our mandate to pray for our nation and its leaders. I'm just saying, you can like them. You don't have to like them. You have to love them with the love of the Lord. Just pray for them as well as your family, men of God, as well as the heads of your family. Keep your family protected in this new season. God is about to open up some stuff, and we're going to be ready for it. I don't know about y'all out there, but I know over here at TPV Radio, we're going to be ready for it. Just saying. So, anyway, let me go ahead and get all the shout-outs out the way. Of course, I got to give a shout-out to my first lady over here at TPV Radio, Minister Shanice Newton in the building. Also to my kiddos, CJ Tajanique, Jalen Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanique. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And also, I can't forget the man, the spirit, my ace, Bukun. He's been there from day one. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I was a knucklehead, he was still there. I got to give him praise, glory, and honor, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be on the mic right now. Just saying. That's a whole nother testimony for a whole nother time, but it'll tie into our hot topic for the month, starting our new vision series here at TPV, Relationship, Process, and Purpose. Yeah. Uh-huh. So y'all going to get it. Y'all going y'all gonna to find your own relationship, your own process to it, and your own purpose as we continue this series in 2021. I'm so excited for what God is about to do. So I'm going to pass the mic over. I'm ready to get it in. I'm ready to eat. I'm amped up, as y'all can hear. But I want my family to get their shout-outs out the way. So you have the floor. Amen. Amen. You know, I, man, I can't say enough about him. I got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, because he has watched over me, covered me, looked out for me, cleaned me up, saved me. Man, I could go on and on and on. He is just amazing. And I got to give him a shout out because he took little old me and allowed me to be here with you brothers today. And I just thank him for that. I got to give a shout out to my amazing, beautiful, wonderful queen, my wife. She is my first lady, first lady of this household. Uh, Deborah, I just love her. I just thank God for her and all that she does. And, you know, she keeps me in line. She keeps me in line, family. She's, she's an awesome lady, and I just thank God for it. And I got to give a shout-out to my kids. You know, they're, they're getting older, and I'm just really enjoying what, 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 you know, who they are in my life and how God has blessed me with them in this season of my life. And I also want to give a shout-out to TPV Ministries. And all the ministers there, you brothers that's on here today, I love you guys. God bless you. I'm just really excited about co-laboring this year with you in Christ. 
um, with TPV Ministries and the vision and the things God has for this ministry. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, you know, because we come here each and every time, uh, you know, delivering a word from God for you and the body. So I'm just thankful for you today. Amen? Well, we have Chaplain. You have the floor. Praise the Lord. I want to give a praise and a shout and a glory to the Bishop of my soul, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to my Haliah clan from New York to Atlanta, Jaquim, Nabiah, Benjamin, Judah, Zachariah, Mikar, the neighbor who are serving and impacting their generation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I also want to give a shout out to Beetle One Correctional Facility, Tennessee Colony, where I serve brothers who are incarcerated, saints of God, God is touched in the prison system, and Bridgeport Correctional Facility in Wise County, Texas. Give a shout out to them and thank God raising up warriors behind the prison walls. In Jesus' name. Amen. And last but not least, Mr. Siron, give your shout out and shout out to the family over there at the Williams. God bless all of you. Sir, you have the floor. As you just said, today has been a beautiful blessing for me and my family. I'd like to thank our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit for continuing to work in me and my family's life. Today has been a beautiful blessing. My brother and sis showed up with the God baby and the God children, and I'm just feeling the blessings with my beautiful wife and best friend. And, you know, i like to give a shout-out to everybody who through this season thought of those who are homeless, those who are sick and shut in, and needed somebody to give them a blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm at. And for you, my brothers, I thank God for y'all too. Amen. Amen. Well, family, that's all of the shout outs. And of course, I'm excited again. 2021 has a lot of new things coming up here at TPV Radio. Of course, TPV Virtual was trying to mess with it this morning, so I'm probably going to need some help on that department to try to get the audio connected so y'all can hear us on virtual. We're going to get that fixed, I promise you, so you'll be able to hear and see the ministry. It's going to be perfected, I guarantee it, just saying. So, family, I'm excited about what God is about to do. These downloads that God's been giving me has been straight off the chain now y'all gonna probably get a little brain freeze when it comes to the uh the topic well the topic day show and series starting off is called faking the funk and being the funk that is the question uh-oh I don't think they're ready for that one. I, I, I don't even think they even know what I'm talking about, but it's all good. Another so we one. Break that. Yeah, another one. You got that right. So, faking the funk and being the funk, that is the question. So, family, we're going to know what it's like to be stuck in the funk. 
getting out the funk, being the funk, and seeing the fake in the funk. Uh-oh. See, they, they, I don't think they got that. So we're going to go ahead and ride this thing out. This is the start of our series of 2021. So I'm excited, family. So I'm going to stop because you can hear it. I can't wait to preach it. So the family's ready. I know y'all ready. So you know what time it is. Right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Ding, ding, ding. Radio family, are you ready to walk? Well, I've been ready to walk since yesterday because Brother Don and Pastor G already got me lit from yesterday's show, and it's going to carry on to today's show. So, Familia, Minister Don, Chaplain Emmanuel, Minister Siron, I know he's listening, but I got to ask him this question and his family. Are you ready to walk? The restoration of people. But God was taking too long, so I had to help him. Uh-oh. Well, he yes, already preached, y'all. Are y'all ready to walk, gentlemen? Bless yes, you. sir. Let's, Let's go. go. Well, family, guess what? Y'all know we don't do nothing without getting some music in. That is my heart cry. So I love to bring the music to the people. And, of course, y'all know who this gentleman is. But it's an appropriate song for a new year. We got Dietrich Hatton. Open door season. We have Daja with If My People and Y'all. This has been requested. I don't even know why, but Minister Siron loves this song. So I'm going to play it, and it's been requested to play it. People are wondering why I haven't played it, but we're going to play your, your boys, yours truly, the Summer's Voice featuring 12 Calls to Struggle going through 2021. Stop being afraid. Let's get it. Let's go. You are listening to the hottest Christian radio show and station in the land. If you're listening live, go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, blocktalkradio.com, forward slash TPV radio, or download Live 365, search the Simon's Voice Radio Network, hit the heart button, and you're in there. So walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll be right back. It is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready, ready to walk? To walk? Let's, Let's go. go.
been living There's so much to deal with Whether you're coming or you're going There's decisions you're facing Happy day,
can do this by myself. Love is God by my side. I don't need nobody's help. And if you think you have my life, then be sorry for yourself. I'm in heaven already. Now you just tell me what is hell. Ain't nobody caring what you really saying. We already know. Why you ain't nothing and you mess with all these girls? I'm sick of ungrateful ladies. They driving me crazy. Or maybe it's my lady Katie Shante. Or maybe they right. Alright. Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. It is it is it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice. This is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, Are you ready to walk? To walk? Let's, Let's go. go. And now for the thousands in attendance. And the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble!
such a burden sometimes? Just keeping it real. Does your marriage feel more like roommate than lovebirds? It happens. My relationship with God sometimes feels stale or lackluster. Have you been there? Have you had those thoughts? Have you felt stuck and gotten in a rut? Surely we all have. The truth is, if we're are intentionally, we will drift like a jellyfish in the sea of toughness, and it stinks out there. Why do we get stuck? Maybe over duty, obligation, burden, have to, need to, should to, etc. So family, let's stop being in a funk and become the funk. And we're going to answer the question right now. But before we get into that, let me introduce to you this young brother. His happy on flick, happy new year. He's my brother all the way from Kelly. Youth Master, Nehemiah Fulbright is in the building. What's going well, what's going on, brothers? Brothers, what's going on? I just like to give all the glory and honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who's the head of my life. Uh, I just want to thank God for this day and this opportunity to come on and and speak about some real issues that men and women of God are facing. Because we know that we need victory, that we have victory in our life, and it, it feels so good to know that there's men of God out here reaching out to brothers who all have something in common that they're struggling with. And some may be afraid to speak about it, but we have these brothers that's coming that's being bold and very courageous and giving the word of God that we may have victory in our life like we're supposed to have. So I thank God for this day. I thank God for this opportunity. I also like to give honor to, to my lovely wife, my queen, Devana, and to my children, Danon and Azariah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's good to have you back, family. It's been a minute, but I know you've been doing your thing, but I'm glad you were able to come on because I don't think you want to miss this word for a second. But I got to give a shout out to the praise and worship that started the atmosphere. Shout out goes out to Deetra Hatton, Open Door Season. Shout out goes out to our little sister, Daja, with If My People. And of course, Y'all probably was like, who is that clown singing? Well, it was me. So the psalmist featuring 12 with the struggle, that that was my EP a couple of years back, but I've been getting hits on it. And I say, you know what? Why do I have a radio station and I don't even play my own stuff? Just saying. So again, we get into these funks that we don't think we're good enough or we don't think we got it, all this other stuff. But in all actuality, you have people that actually are being blessed by your ministry. And I thank God for those folks that's been riding with me since day one when I tried to start singing. But God flipped the script and sent me on a whole different direction. But I thank God for what he's about to do in this season. So let's get it. Let's go. It's time to eat. So family, we're talking about Faking the funk and being the funk. What's the question? What is the answer to this question? 
Well, of course, let's put a keynote scripture in place when it comes to relationships. You know, I forgot to send this to the brothers, but Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 21 is a very key scripture in talking about relationships. You can read it on your own time for base of time. We don't have to read the whole thing, but we have different reference scriptures to give you to help you get out of this funk. It happens. So sometimes you've been in a you've been there. You've been in a rut with church. You've been in a rut with your relationship, your kids. Everything seems to be just work as usual. Everything seems to be like church as usual. Everything seems to be like I'm just drifting. We've been there. And, of course, I've been there. I'm going to be straight up and real with about it. Because sometimes when you're in ministry, it can be hard. Especially when you don't have people that can give you the strength. Because you're pouring and pouring and pouring. And you get a lot of haterade because you're not going with the flow. It's happening. And it's only three days in a year. And we still got nonsense. But that's a whole nother show. All I'm saying is. We've had these thoughts, right, where we are not good enough. We don't speak articulate enough. We're not being a a theological student of the word. We're not saying, and the Lord says, "Ah," and all this stuff, all this formulism, and we don't feel that we're doing what God says do. Well, surely we all have been there, and we get stuck. So... Of course, I'm going to lay the question out there because I don't have a problem laying it out there. So, gentlemen, why do we get stuck? Well, let me give you my answer, and we're going to go down the line. Well, I mean, seriously, don't you just feel the heaviness as you read the word of God? Uh-oh, let me get in trouble with that one. Don't you feel the heaviness As you walk in your purpose. Uh Uh-oh. Don't you feel the heaviness when you're trying to balance church and family? Uh Uh-oh. Do you feel the heaviness when you can't get your VIP seat in the front row of your church? Uh Uh-oh. So, here we go. Let me stop. I just wanted to just run away and hide, family. I'm going to be transparent. I go back to my bed, even when I was going through my healing process, I just wanted to give up, pull the covers over my head, and said, you know what? Why just spare me when I have to go through all this process just to get in the funk? Uh-oh. But because we tend to feel stuck, When we lose perspective, okay, that's the key. We lose perspective. Now, how did we lose our perspective in the first place? Well, that's because we didn't have relationships in the first place. Uh Uh-oh. We about to get cut off. We just lost 10 people just right there. Yeah. So perspective we lost it because we don't have relationships Uh uh-oh we've 
because we didn't process it and we didn't realize that in the processes of our of our relationship, sometimes you gotta die to yourself. Uh oh. Sometimes when you're going through the transition of understanding what relationship is, we get into this funk because it's an uncharted territory. It's not what we saw on TV. It's not what pastor told us. It's not what church is usual. God puts you in a place where he can break you and allow you to seek his Faith. Now listen, once you get out of the prospect of religion, right? We got we all got to, we all been there. We've all got the t shirts and the hats. We know how to flow in church. We know how to dress in church. We know how to preach like the preacher preaches. But when God calls you to come out of it and calls you to speak a word that's gonna flip the script on what church is and what you know what church was or is, will you feel stuck? Uh-oh. So here we go. So when we get in the funk, we lose our passion, our motivation. Our passion then in turn becomes into obligation. Like most of us that serve in churches. Our passion was there at first, right? But as years went on, God was pushing you to do something else or more. But out of obligation to the ministry, we stayed stuck. So when we stay stuck, we develop this thing called a funk. And the funk is where we lose that motivation. Jesus doesn't want our disturbed obedience to service. He wants our hearts. Now, this is the setup for relationships. We get stuck. We get in our regiment. Here's some examples. I have to read the word and pray. I have to be intimate with my husband or my wife. I have to spend time with my kiddos. I have to make a meal for my neighbors. I have to exercise and eat healthy. I have to serve at church and at my kids' school. Now, here's the deadly word, gentlemen. Have to. There's something about duty and obligation that destroys passion. We tend to get so focused on doing that, we lose sight of the love. Uh-oh. So, this is where we're faking the funk, because we're in this place called the have-to. We work to check the block. We cross that thing off our to-do list, and we give ourselves a pat on the back, all the while feeling more empty and stuck with each finished task. Accomplishments just breeds more emptiness and disdain. 
Pastor Don, why do we feel emptiness and disdain? And why are we faking the funk when we're in that place? You have the floor. Amen. Amen. You know, you you, you, you really hit it on the head with, with your opening icebreaker. You know, it's, it's all about relationships. And, you know, when we go through things, it's not to push us away. It's to deepen our relationship with Christ. And that's where grace comes in, you know, because even in those times when you're in that place, it always can be a lot worse than what it is. It's just the way we look at things sometimes. And if we don't approach this from a, a point where I'm going to deepen my relationship, I'm always going to be mechanical with this thing. I'm always going to be just going through the motion because it doesn't have any merit to me because this is what I'm told to do, taught to do. This is what I should do rather than this is what I love to do because what I love to do, I'm doing it for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, we got to start, and in, in, I was just saying that earlier this morning, you know, we got to start thinking like a marriage, like a bride, you know, because in certain cultures, ancient cultures, even today, you know, the groom always paid a price for his bride. And that price sometimes was hefty. Whatever it would cost him, it would, it would determine whether he was, whether, uh, he was worthy to, for that bride. Now, Jesus paid a price for us, his bride. He paid the ultimate price. But, you know, sometimes we get into that attitude where we go whoring around and we don't understand what's been done for us. We don't understand who our bride is or our bridegroom is. So when we get in those places where we get in a, like we feel like we're, we're up against a wall or, or we're, we're just things not going our way, that would be a better way to put it, it's not going our way. Then, you know, we want to get our backwards with it. But that's not the time. You know, we should be pressing in. And I think this is a good message for this year in 2021 because we had a lot of endurance last year that we had to go through. We had a lot that we had to put up with and, and to take. And how did you come out? How did you fare with that? You know, it should have been a time, like you and I talked offline, where we should have been head first in the word. We should have been face first on the ground. But, you know, we're sitting here a lot of times complaining and murmuring and, and, and going back and forth with this thing and not realizing this was a perfect opportunity. God opened some doors. He opened some doors that we can come and get closer in relationship with him, you know. So, you know, that's my take on it. I think a lot of times, you know, we, we have this, this this premise of, you know, what we think we should be doing or what, what's allotted to us, what's, you know, where we should be at, when all actuality at the end of the day is about the bridegroom, it's about our relationship with him, it's about being ready, it's about, you know, learning the things that we need to learn, walking the destiny that, that we have, and, and move forward with it, you know, because that's all that matters, Some men of God on here, family, is our relationship, that, that's all that matters. Is deeply in that relationship. Amen? Amen. Chaplain, you have the floor. Same question. Why? Amen. Why? Amen. Can you repeat the question? Can you repeat it again? Yes, sir. 
why do we feel emptiness and disdain yeah. when we're supposed to have a relationship? Why am I Amen. feeling this way? Why am I in the funk? Amen. Well, um, you know, from 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 humility and, and brokenness and the Lord saving us in that posture. Amen. Because a broken spirit and contrary heart he would not despise. Once we become born again by the grace of God, we're going through a process until we die. If you are born again, it is forbidden for you to agree with sin anymore. So you have to give up some friends. You're going to have to disagree with relatives because you're now moving into a renewing of the mind. God is separating you. Not that you are better than anybody, but he's making you into the image and likeness of himself, his son, Jesus Christ. Those are some tough decisions we have to make. And my, my, one of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if any man would be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whosoever keep his life shall lose it. Whosoever lose his life for the gospel shall find it. So the first principle of discipleship is discipline. You've got to deny yourself. Too many of us are still holding on to the world. We don't read our Bibles. We don't have develop a prayer life. And we're not in fellowship with the saints. This is biblical principles for Christians to grow. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to grow. You're going to be in condemnation. You're going to be heavy. The enemy will keep footholds and strongholds in your life. And that's not what Christ wants. So we have to evaluate how we're living, what we're doing. Are we following the principles of Jesus Christ mm. to live in the newness of life, to live in truth, to live in the spirit as human beings? Mm. It's a process. And even when you make a mistake, even when you drop the ball, that's process. You're under construction. But you get up, you repent, you confess, humble yourself, and you keep going. You keep marching toward righteousness. And this is something that is not happening enough. This is why we have condemnation. This is why people are backsliding and all over the place. We have got to do our part. And God will grace us. We will see the glory of God. And this is something I you know. I, I, I and I'm just going to be transparent for a minute here. That's you know, right. I have a real uh, uh, investment, uh, real estate investment business that started in 2017, and uh, I was doing very well. And then uh, I got distracted and mm -hmm. started to deviate from. The, the the instructions that God gave me in 2016 and 17 mm -hmm. as I was birthing this, this, this new business to fund the gospel of Jesus Christ and to fund my children's 
future. Two yeah. reasons why I did it. Long story short, because I deviated, deviated off of the instructions that God gave me in, uh, in the infancy of the business and then prior to the business, I lost close to $2 million. Wow. Um, devastated my kids' future. Devastated the things that we're doing for the gospel. and You know, I just was in shame, and I had to come out of the funk, man of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way I came out, and this is, you know, before I met you, of course, and coach, I had to start to really, really take humility seriously on levels that I never did before. Then I had to have sincere contrition because I know that I deviated and got distracted from how God told me to do things. Then I had to confess because I hurt a few people. And once I evaluated self and came to that broken place, things began to change. And that's what God wants. If my people, Solomon said, who call by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek the Lord's face, turn from our wicked ways, God will forgive us, he'll heal us, he'll deliver us. You know, and, and he's not going to change his principles of righteousness. We have to conform to them. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, you have the floor. Same question. Why? Praise the Lord. So I was born in a generation where they, they grew up saying, why ask why? Try but. But, of course, we're not going to promote that. But, yeah, so uh, I really believe we get into a – it's a couple of reasons why. There's a couple of reasons why. The Word of God in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 19 says that even zeal without knowledge is, is not good. So sometimes we get into a thing to where we get so passionate about the things of God because we only look at the benefits, and we never really count up the cost. We never really gain the true knowledge of what it means to be a servant of God. We still, we still think that when we serve God, we can get our way. And we put mm. ourselves in front of God. We really look at God. Once I become a Christian, God is supposed to bless my business. He's supposed to bless my marriage. He's supposed to bless all my relationships. He's supposed to bless me at my job. And we have, we have turned that word blessed into like, a get-out-of-jail-free card that we're not supposed to go through any suffering. But we forget that Jesus said that we, we want to get to know him in the fellowship of his suffering, that if we really want to reign with Christ, we first have to know how to suffer with Christ. And for us to be men, and I know it's a lot of women out there that's living for God too, but if we're going to be like Christ, we have to realize that we're going to suffer the same way he suffered. Because the world does not like you. There's a spiritual world that doesn't like you. Not because they don't like you, but they don't like you because they don't like God. And you represent God. Jesus prayed, I pray that they become one. As him and the Father are one. The same spirit, the same gift that was given unto us. The Holy Spirit has made us one now with God. 
So mm-hmm. everything that's in opposition with God is in opposition with you. So you can't mm-hmm. think that, oh, I'm going to go through life all hokey-dory and, and nothing's going to happen to me. And I should never be fighting with my wife. I should never be arguing with my kids. No, there's, a, there's demonic forces out there. There's principalities that you have to fight daily. And you're going to miss the mark because none of us are perfect. And what you have to realize is when you miss the mark, you can get back up because you have a Savior that resurrected, that he didn't stay down. He got up, and he prayed that so you can get back up too. Now, the real power comes is when we realize that when these bad things happen, that we don't get weary and well-doing. We're in due season. Due season, that doesn't mean right away. Due season can be a couple years. But in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. That means if you don't give up. So in your marriage, you can't get mad and just walk out because it's not going right when you want it to go right. Have you first even looked at the things that you're doing? Have you considered yourself? Have you mm. become so vain to where you now you think nothing can happen to you and you don't do anything wrong? Where have we, mm. we have lost our way, and we think too highly of ourselves. God says that, well, you know what, he'll give us desires. After our own heart, after his own heart, we need to be searching for godly desires, not our own desires. Where we died on the cross and everything that we wanted, we really gave it up when we died. But we don't think that. We think we accepted Christ, and now God's going to give me that car. God's going to give me that house. God's going to give me that big ministry. Uh-oh. That's what you say, Pastor mm-hmm. Chris. Uh-oh. That means Paul is <laughs> not even your ministry. It's not your ministry. That's God's bride. Your bride is in your house. Are you paying her attention? Uh-oh. What you think is your church? I've heard so many preachers. These are big-time preachers. that will, When they start speaking, they'll say, oh, God didn't tell me to open up my church. It's hold up. Your wording is wrong, brother. Do you even hear what you're saying? Have you saw what you done lifted up yourself and become and fell into pride? It's not your church. We have to get to this place, like you said, Pastor Chris, where we get our priorities straight. All the men of God were so correct when they said it. We need to develop that relationship with Christ, seeking him always, always acknowledging him to let him direct our path. We need to have our ears open, not only in your Bible, but living it. A lot of people want to read their Bible. They think they find life in the scripture because they're always in the scripture, but they're not living it. So you don't have no relationship. You're not really doing it. You're faking the funk. Like you said, I'm not going to go too far, So, but that's my answer on the why. Mm. Well, let, 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 let me get us a little bit more trouble. Y'all know how I do. So, we, the question was why. Well, let's break it down a little bit more. Well, because... Quite, quite frankly, we were meant for so much more than a robotic existence. Co-signing on what Minister Don said. See, we get caught in our muscle memory. Like when you're training to do something, when you're working out, or when you're doing martial arts, or whatever it is, they have to develop this thing called muscle memory. So now you're doing things Robotically, you're doing things because that's what I'm supposed to do. You're saying things 
because that's what I'm supposed to say. Now, we were meant for more. What does that mean? I'm still in this funk. I don't understand what you're talking about. All right, let me break it down. So, I had a light bulb moment. You know, I I call it a blonde moment. That's just my thing, but yeah. And on a foggy morning, you know, I I had a lot of those. Like, I would wake up, and it would be like this fog, like in my head. I couldn't think, couldn't pray, couldn't do any of that. And this was prior to the surgery. Now, since the surgery, and I've been asking God, can you lift that cloud from me? The only time I had relief was when we were preaching on the air. I'm like, God, why is it always when we're preaching on the air that this fog lifts from me? Now, I noticed that my obligation every other day was to ask God to remove this fog from my head. Now, it was something that I looked forward to. Why? Because I knew there was joy to be found when there was relief on the way. Yeah, I don't think y'all caught that. See, we may be stuck in the funk. We may be clouded by our own judgment of what we've done or our own Shandea Hande of what we received from God and God said, no, listen, sometimes it's just you saying what you think God said. Now, how can you hear from God when you have clouds in your mind, when you have clouds in your spirit? How can you hear, truly hear from God? Hmm. So, I found joy in knowing that I had to shift something. I couldn't look at the, at the problem. I had to look for God's solution for the problem, to switch my focus on him and not me. Uh-oh. I don't think they like that. So when you shift your focus away from you, then there's something that happens. You start shaking some things up. You start rekindling some things. When you let yourself go, when you allow your logic to take the front seat, I mean, sorry, back seat. Oops, sorry. <laughs> take it to the back seat. See, this is the problem. We have passions. We have motivation. We've experienced awakening. We've all been in love, right? We all feel these things, right? Now, the true marriage is when it gets hard. Now, we were never taught properly how to have true relationship, right? We talked about this yesterday. And I thank God I had to call, I had to take this from Pastor Jean's uh, book for for a minute, but but she was absolutely correct. We're faking the funk in our marriage. Uh oh. 
We're faking the funk in our relationship with God. We're faking the funk on church as usual. We're faking the funk, and I can go on and on. Why? Because most of us don't know how to have a relationship. Uh Uh-oh. I'll wait. And that stuck to me. And I had to add that to the lesson because I'm like, wait a minute. That is absolutely correct. Most of us don't know how to have a relationship from the beginning. Let me be transparent on this platform. I thought I knew how to have relationships. I watched a lot of Denzel Washington movies. Uh-oh. I watched a lot of stuff on TV because I didn't really have a good example in front of me at home. It was just my mom. So I didn't see how a man supposed to act. So I'm th- taking all these positive things from these different elements of what I thought a man was supposed to be, right? So it took three times of marriage for me to understand that it ain't about me. Uh Uh-oh. It's not about us. It's about what God wants. Now, once we understand that and we start to work on us, Everything else will fall in line. I don't think y'all caught that. When you allow God to take what you want to say to your wife, your kids, your boss, your pastor, whatever it is, and you allow God to take your mouthpiece and use it for his benefit, Guess what happens? Your love for who he is and what he is and what you don't know he is starts running and rekindles. Uh Uh-oh. He will teach you the fundamental basis of relationship. Now, relationship is selfless. Even when you think you're getting dogged out from the church, from your pastors, from your wife, from your kids, whatever it is, this thing is another vital tool. It's called love. We've lost that. How can we get out of our funk when we're faking that we love Pastor Nehemiah? Or I'm faking that I love Minister Don or Chaplin, I'm faking the funk. I'm saying all the right things. I'm giving the right words, the right verbiage. But I'm faking the funk because I know the lingo. I have no relationship or love. So if I don't have relationship or love, how can I be the funk? Uh oh. Oh, we going somewhere. It's a burdensome obligation turned into delight. Uh Uh-oh. Let me read that one more time. It's a burdensome obligation that turns into delight. In that moment, we experience just a slice 
of abundance that Christ has for us. If you don't believe me, read John 10 and 10. And in that moment, I was able to understand who and what this God I can't see, me being that I don't even have any type of relationship tools whatsoever, didn't know how to even tackle that part. But God is so gracious in giving me the ability to run with my little mustard seed of what I thought I knew to enjoy his glorious creation, which is his marriage between us and him. Wow. So here's another question, gentlemen. What stirs your affections? Was it T.D. Jakes? Is it money to buy them? Is it your bishop, your pastor? Well, what is it? Is it the TV show? Is it the PlayStation 4? I mean, I don't know. What stirs your affection? See, we have to remember that in the moment, we understand who God is. Now, God takes your mess. Let's just look at it. Every great man and women of God that was in the Bible, we read, were broken. They had no clue. They didn't know what to do. But yet they trusted with just a little mustard seed faith. And they allowed God to show them what a true relationship with him is. Which in turn took them out of the funk. They they stopped faking the funk. And they knew what being the funk is all about when they died to themselves. So, I'm, I, I, I'm getting a little, wow, God. Okay. What stirs our affection, family? Mr. Don, what stirs our affection? What keeps us from being the funk? Why? Are we faking the funk? And can we understand that it only takes something so small to be so great? So, what stirs our affections, Brother Don? Being the funk or faking the funk? You have the floor. Amen, amen. You know, the short answer that I would always want to come up with it being the funk but a lot of times we get caught like you said in that mode of of faking the funk and I think as I was listening to you minister what really hit home with me and ministered with me is if you look at it just like in the natural you know um, with our relationships with with, with our wives you know when you finally get to that point where you you understand what relationship is in your marriage, you know, and the thing that I, that really ministered home to me was you always have to be willing to be transformed because the day that you stop being willing to be transformed, you're going to start faking instead of operating in the funk, you know, faking. 
because that's all you know. You 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 you're going out of habit. You're going out of reflexes. You're not going out of a place in your heart. You're coming from head knowledge. You're coming from all these different angles because you, you refuse to be willing to trans be transformed. Case in point, you know, when I met my wife, and you know, at that time where we were, that period in our life. You know, we used to love to go out. We used to love to do things. But as we begin to get older, we found the quality time in just sitting there looking at each other, talking, having a good conversation. We were being transformed. We were being transformed. And it became just as beautiful as going out on the town every day or every weekend or however you frequently you do it. And I think that that's the thing that should get you stirred up is wanting to be transformed into that image of Christ because at the end of the day, the only thing you want to hear is well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear. But until you allow yourself to yield to that transformation process that Christ has for you, and we talked about it earlier in the program, you know, we're going to go through some things. Pastor Nehemiah hit it beautifully. You know, when you got saved, it, it wasn't an automatic uh, a country club membership card where you could just, you know, you got the best of the best. You go through some things. And that's that transformation process. You know, if we looked at our heart, you know, the Bible says only God knows the heart. The heart's so wicked, only God knows it. But we think sometimes we got it all right in the bag of chips. We think we, we, we rocking and rolling, flowing and going. But our heart is messed up, and God is saying, you know, for me to get you to this level, for me to get you where I need you, you know, I need you to transform. And what I'm going to do to transform you is I'm going to put a little pressure on you so this thing can come out and we deal with it. But too often, we'll back up and we'll just fake it. We'll just go and we'll just put on that religious hat, that religious suit, the religious shoes, and we'll walk around and we'll fake it. We'll look the part. Just like the fig tree Christ cursed. It looked the part when he walked up to it. It had some pretty leaves on it. It was probably blowing in the wind back and forth, but guess what? It had no fruit on it. And that's what it's about. It's about us being transformed that we can produce the fruit for the kingdom. That we can produce the fruit that's necessary. And if we get caught in this mechanical mode, like you said, muscle memory, reflex, where we get all this religious, religious garb, you know, our little Christianese, our, our, our cliches, you know, we can look at good. We, we, we all know, all, everybody on this line, and probably some family listening here today, they, they know enough scripture where they can look the part. They can fake it, you know, and that old saying, fake it till you make it. But see, sometimes you get caught what? in that mode where you fake it too much. Where you're not willing to yield, not where you're not willing to be transformed, continuing to the image of Christ. That's what should be your motivation. That's what should stir you up. Is as I go day by day, every morning I say, good morning. Thank you, Lord. It's a day that I'm being transformed into the image of Christ. So I don't have to fake the funk. I can operate exactly the way he wants me to operate. And that's where we got to be, family. That's where 2021 has given us a fresh, brand new start. It's an opportunity that we can come together 
where we may have faked the funk all last year. Now is the time to put the rubber on the road where we can get it together and get it right coming up into this year. Because you know what, family ministers, we're needed. We're valuable. We're needed. If we didn't want needed, we wouldn't be here. And God wouldn't have us here this, today talking about this very topic that we're talking about. And it's actually a pulling up, and I'm glad you brought this topic because I think that that's where we need to be in 2021. We need to get off the couch. We need to get pulled up. We need to slack jerk out of all of us to say, come on, let's go. Let's get it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Chaplain. Amen. Well, I'm just going to stick to this a flow. I'm going to stick to the flow. Um, relationship, you know, divinity wanted relationship with humanity. What did divinity do? Paul said he humbled himself and took on the form of a servant. We're too arrogant. The men of God said it. Preachers are saying, my church, when Jesus said, it's my church, he's not sharing his church with another man. But we're arrogant and proud because we've been doing ministry for 10 and 20 years now. It's our church. He humbled himself. He took on a form of a servant, and that's how he had relationships. He cleansed us with his blood, with the death of the cross, and when he rose with all power, he told us he'll send the comforter. So if we humble ourselves through fasting, through confession, repentance, the Holy Spirit will dominate. There will be no faking. <laughs> I, I can't find that in the Bible. Either you produce fruit or you don't. And, you know, again, these are biblical principles that require discipline. And the Spirit will revive us. You know where I get my inspiration and my encouragement from? The Spirit of God. That's right. The Word of God. When I'm fellowshipping with the saints, when I'm on lines like this, I'm inspired. Because it's life. Is life. And if we are not doing this, then we won't experience this inspiration. Because the Bible says he resists the proud and grace the humble. So it goes back yeah. to what I said earlier. So that that's what it's going to take. Saints, uh, there's a responsibility we have. Um, we can't and we need to stop blaming the devil for everything because it's not true. John said in Revelation 12, we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes, we're in a warfare, but we have victory. And if we walk in the spirit, we do what God commanded us to do with humility. We're going to suffer things because of Christ, but we will have the victory in Jesus' name. Pastor yeah. Nehemiah, you have floor. Man, I just, it's, it's, it's hard to say something after that. I mean, what Pastor Don and what the chaplain just said, I mean, it's, it's just real. You know, like, yeah. I think sometimes, like, uh, for me, I love how he said it. He said we, he don't find the word fake. It is or is it, it's not, you know? 
Yep. And I think, you know, we, we're becoming this place to where we're just showing that we're not becoming workmen. That's rightly dividing the, God, dividing the word of God. We're looking mm-hmm. for different things. We're not looking for the fruit. We're looking for the beautiful mm-hmm. tree, like Pastor Don said. That tree looked like it was beautiful. It had light. It was moving in the wind. So it, mm-hmm. it looks like it's okay. And that's, I think that's what's happening is that we're not desiring the sincere meat of, the, of God, the word of God. We're like babies that we still want to be fed milk. You know, mm-hmm. we can't handle some, some meat, some real potatoes and carrots and, you know, some greens with some vinegar in it. You know, that's probably going to be bitter to your stomach, but it's healthy for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, like what, what the chaplain said with, with me, is it's, all, it's the truth. It's, it's the, the truth is what, what gra- grabs me. When I hear the truth of God's word, you know, it's amazing that we have so many books out here. That people want to gather knowledge from. And it's funny because when I read these books, the Holy Spirit shows me, I said this here. This was in the Word. That whole little thing about the secret, where they wanted to bring the secret out. That was in the Word of God. But nobody mm-hmm. wants to acknowledge where the Word of God said it first. You know, and it's to me, I want to go to the source. I don't want to go to a copycat, but I want to go to the source. But if I heard a copycat say what the source said, then I can receive it. So I don't care who says it. I don't care if it comes from T.D. Jakes. I don't care if it comes from, from Paula or whoever or some bum off the street. If it's the truth, I will say amen. Because right. I have studied to become a workman to know the truth. And I think that's where we have really fallen short is that we're showing we don't even know the truth. And mm. I've been guilty of it myself. I've been guilty of it myself. I have. But when I found out the truth, I had to repent, go to the Lord and say, I'm sorry. And then, you know what? It's still some things I'm struggling in, even in my own marriage. Even in my own marriage, while I'm all short. And I'm saying, God, I thought I was better than this. But I love what Pastor Don said, that we have to be teachable. Always. Always. I count myself to not have apprehended. But this one thing I do, I'm letting go of the past, and I press toward the mark in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So what stirs our affections? Now, everybody has been eating good, and we've been throwing some some good words. Now – Gentlemen, I think the problem is what stirs our affections, whether you're a minister of the gospel or you serve on the usher board or whatever it is, I think our affection is more of a flesh thing than a God thing. Uh-oh, you're in trouble with that one. We feel that because I went to seminary for four years, to get my masters. Then I win another four for my doctrine. I feel that I'm being defunct. Uh-oh. I feel that because I am a tithe giver and I'm giving more than 10%. I feel that I'm being defunct. 
I feel because we have three churches in three locations, I feel like I'm being the funk. Let's backtrack. This is what this is what stirs your affection. I me. These are the words that stir our flesh. So our affections are not about love. Our affections are not about relationships. Our affections is not even about being transparent enough to be touchable. All we're worrying about is making sure our makeup's on right. Yeah, there's male makeup too. We want to make sure that our eyebrows are arched perfect, perfect, our groom is perfect, we have the tuxedo lines, we got the sharp points, we looking fleek. But our affections are on outside things. We look blessed. We speak blessed. The wards on my wall say I'm blessed. But yet, we're faking the funk. Uh-oh. Thomas is starting trouble. So y'all better get off this line for y'all get in trouble. See, we doing a lot of faking with our affections. We know how to praise break good. We know how to do the two-step good. We know how to raise our hands good. We know how to do all the stuff. But our affections are self-centered. It has nothing to do with God. So you wonder why you get stuck in the funk when you don't do things the way God tells you to do. I got the T-shirt, the hat, the MP3 player. I've been there. I thought that my affections and the way I did things was according to what God told me to do. But in turn, I was faking the funk because I was acting. Uh-oh. I was so caught up in what the presentation was that God didn't even care about that. He saw right through me. Game recognizes game. You see right, right through it. You hear no conviction. You hear no Un me, 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 I, 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 you hear no humility, you're always saying, and God said to me, and I, and everything is me, no, TPV ain't about me, it's about getting the people out of that funk, so they can be the funk, so they can understand that even if they don't understand what a relationship is, it doesn't require all that fake stuff. Uh-oh. It requires you to have an affection. What are you talking about, Simon? It's not making no sense to me. So, here's an easy one. This is what caught my affection. I love music. So, as music devolved into more 
contemporary Christian, hip-hop Christian, all that stuff. I was an R&B guy. And I had to find music that would stir my affection towards Christ. So I found similar styles of Christian music to stir my affection. That was my way in. So if you don't know how to do certain things, find that affection that works. I'm not talking about go back to the block and sell sell drugs. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, what is that connection that calms you down, that brings you in that place where when you're feeling like you're about ready to drive off a bridge or go ham and cheese on your wife or kids, there's a song that plays that calms you right down. Or there's a book that you read that calms you right down. Or there's an outdoor activity that calms you down. You have to connect the body to the spirit. So what am I saying? Okay, in the natural, these are the things that calm you down, right? Okay, so as you run, we have technology now where you can get the word and get your run on. I'll wait. Today, we have ways where you can still listen to your music and get your workout on that will stir your affections towards who? God. It'll start doing a flip the script type thing where your affections will start being to glorify God that is within us because we deposited an inkling, a mustard seed of what will satisfy him the most. So it's not all about formalism. It's not all about speaking in three, four, five different dimensions of tongues. When you speak to God in the simplest form, have conversation just like we're talking to you right now. God will mature you as you grow. When he does that, guess what happens? You learn how to be affectionate towards his will. You learn how to be sensitive to the voice of God. You learn how to react in love instead of hate. Even though it hurts you, even though it hurts Jesus every day, when we can sit in his face and literally lie on him and do our own thing and try to co-sign JC on our new book. Uh Uh-oh. You know what? We're running out of time. Let me pump the brakes right there. We got more on this series, but we'll give it to you next week. So the key word here, how to be out of the funk, have a relationship. In return, this thing called love. Love is the key. We forgot that, gentlemen. That's why we got the nonsense now going on in our churches. We forgot how to love. We so busy hating on each other. I'm hating on Pastor Nehemiah because his hat on fleek. Or Pastor Nehemiah hating on me because I say ham and cheese. Or I'm hating on Brother Don because he know how to break down the Bible study of the word. Or I'm hating on Chaplin because he goes to the prison and knows how to get it in. 
and get those men and women saved. That's the nonsense that we get stuck in. And we start getting in this funk. We get stuck. We start faking it till we make it. And the next thing we know, we ready to off ourselves because we have no real connection with our father. Let me stop. I'm pumping the brakes right there. We're going to get final thoughts. Brother Don first, Chaplain, then Pastor Nehemiah, and we're going to get out of here. So, Brother Don, your final thoughts on this very controversial topic, faking the funk and being the funk. That is the question. You have the floor. Amen. You know, as you were ministering, you know, it, it hit me pretty hard, and, and it was something that I was, I was just kind of that moment like, wow. You know, too often, you know, I noticed, and, and this is for me and you, family, too often I know when we end up faking the funk, it's because we're walking in somebody else's funk. Somebody else is telling us what to do. Somebody else is directing us. So, yeah, then then we become... Then we, you know, we become like that parrot where we mimic everything that we hear instead of getting close to the Lord in relationship to have Him direct us. You know, the the word that I read says, the you know, the Lord will direct my path, not pastor, not apostle, not bishop, but the Lord shall direct my path. And I think that that's most important, family. Just even us, we're talking here today. You know, don't take our word for it. Get in the get in the word. Get in the Word. See it for yourself in the Word, you know, because that's that's where we want to come out of, you know. And and I don't believe anybody on this line is is above reproach, you know. And and we we sometimes we 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 may not be right on point or we get it wrong, but hey, you only know that if you get in your Word and develop your relationship. You can't live off of my relationship. You can't walk in my lane. You can't walk and do these things. Without, you know, um, you got to get in the Word. You got to develop that relationship so you can get it for yourself, you know. And and that's the key thing that I that I and I'm, I hope we bring out through this series and this year. And it's a great start for the year. Is you have got to develop it for yourself. Time out for listening to the the televangelists and all these other folks. You know, I'm not knocking them, but I'm just saying it. You've got to get it for yourself because can't nobody go to Jesus like you can. We talked about it yesterday. The veil was rent in the temple for you that you have access, unlimited access to the Father, that every opportunity that you have to go into the Holy of Holies is available to you where it once wasn't before. So, hey, We've got to get this thing right this year, family. I, I thank God for our psalmist. I thank God for the men of God here today that, that are ministering because it's a great subject, great topic, and we got to be about the funk and not fake the funk. Amen? Amen. Chaplain, you have your final thoughts. You have the floor. Amen. The self-evaluate. You know, we have to take a humble posture. Jesus is our example. John 13 says he took a towel and washed the disciples' feet. It took humility. It took a lot of humility. So, Christians everywhere, we leaned on other people long enough. Leaned on systems. We got to lean on Christ. 
self-evaluate, get on our knees, get in the word, worship, praise him, and watch him descend upon us. Fill us again with the Holy Spirit. Lead us beside the waters and restore our soul. Amen. That That is where the church needs to be right now because no matter what any preacher say, anywhere, he's coming back for his bride without spot, wrinkle, and blemish. Amen. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, final thought. Hey, man, I love this topic. Uh, Pastor Newton, man, I, I love you, man of God, and for your for your your ministry and your diligence and your hard work. And I praise God for the work that you're doing, and I know it's going to have a major impact on the kingdom of God. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, what the man of God said is just just absolutely correct. Uh, <clears throat> we definitely the Bible calls us sheep. You know, when I think about sheep, I really wouldn't want to be called a sheep because you think about a sheep mm. as a defenseless defenseless animal. You know. That's just led. But the one thing that the sheep has to do that keeps it protected is that it has to recognize the voice of the good shepherd. When the sheep recognizes the voice of the good shepherd, it's protected. It's always fed. It's always taken care of. And even when it goes astray, it's already in the flock of the good shepherd. But even when it goes astray, that shepherd is the one that goes out and finds it. The shepherd is the one that defends it. So my brothers and sisters, like the men of God have been saying, we have to recognize God's voice. God speaks. Get into your word. Look how he spoke to Abraham, how, how he spoke to Moses. He spoke in depth conversations, how he spoke to Noah. He didn't say just one or two little words and leave. No, he spoke, he spoke in depth. So we have to get to this place where we really recognize him and trust in him. And then live it. Faith without works is dead. You have to live it. Mm. Back to you, Pastor Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, Here's my last little tidbit to take us to next week's because this, for me, understanding what this series was about, like I tell y'all, don't take my word for it. Seek the word for yourself. Understand that it's deeper than me. God's only using me. He can use you too. You don't have to be a titled person to have a profound word. This is where we get messed up. That's why we got a lot of fake and no funk nowhere because we're too busy trying to be somebody else. And you have to love the skin you're in. What does that mean? Y'all heard that before, but this is what it means. God calls all of us to do a certain assigned work. We were taught to do the same work that the house is doing. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble with that one. But it's the truth. We get lost on what God has been telling us, and we're walking in another vision And we're faking the funk that we know what our vision is and our purpose is. But in turn, we're only repeating what we heard. We got a lot of mission statements for 2021. And I guarantee you that a lot of them are not going to be geared on your relationship 
unlocking the process of what it takes to understand who you are in Christ. I'm not bragging by no means, but as we continue this series, it's going to test me. That's why I get so excited when God is using me to present the word. Because I'm not preaching just to you. I'm preaching to me. And that's the difference. I'm no different from you. I thank God that he's given me a platform to give it to you the way he gives it to me. We have to understand that our fight for our joy, being the funk, having the relationship in Christ is of our utmost importance in our walk with him. And we fight for joy by doing whatever it takes to kindle that love and joy and keep our relationship with him alive with full passion. It's out of the overflow that uh, that joy of Christ is glorified in us. On top of that, the Bible says, if you love who, Bishop? Oh, wait a minute. If you love Pastor Nehemiah, Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. If you love Chaplin. Wait, wait. Oh, here we go. If you love me, Christ, God, your relationship, you will keep my commandments. Of course, I'm paraphrasing John chapter 14, verse 15. Also, believe God was absolutely purposeful in making the first and greatest commandment to uh oh I don't think they read it out of everything that we just said out of everything that God has laid out out of every concept name it and claim it health and wealth all the stuff that we've preached in the last 25-30 years the greatest commandment, the greatest thing in our relationship with God, the greatest thing that will get us out of our funk, the greatest thing that will make us be the funk is Matthew chapter 22, 22 verse 37. Love the Lord with all your heart uh oh and with all your soul and with all your mind so sum it all up in a nutshell love comes first love is the fuel of our obedience Take it for instance, when you are married, love is the fuel for your faithfulness, your obedience, 
your submission, male and female. Same goes for our relationship with God. When we learn how to love like Christ loves us, it's easy to obey the first and greatest commandment. That is to love. And I'm done. See, I don't even have to go any more than that. I'm going to put a fork in it right there. So, gentlemen, if you have any other words you would like to intervene right now before we get out of here, I'm done. Brother Don, you have the floor. Chaplain, then Pastor Nehemiah, and we getting out of here. Amen. You know, I just want to throw this on top, you know, as, as we get out of here, you know, family. We are we're part of the greatest time in history. You know, I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm not talking about the different ails that the world has. But we're in the greatest time in history where when we get what we're talking about here, relationship, that we can actually make a change. We can actually do some work here on earth for the kingdom of heaven. And that's what it's about. That's why I come to you. That's why Pastor Nehemiah comes to you. That's why Chaplin comes to you. And that's why Psalmist comes to you each and every time is because we're trying to make an impact for heaven here on earth. And when we grab hold of messages like this one here, relationship and knowing how key relationship is, because, you know, the thing about it, and my sister said it eloquently yesterday, sometimes our view of relationships are so distorted we impose that on the things of God, our distorted, hurt, broken relationships that we've had to endure in the past. So now is the time to clean up and get it right, that we can be impactful for the kingdom of heaven. That's why we're here, family. That's why we're called an army, that we can band together in unity and do this fight together. You're not alone. You're not alone by no means. We're all here in this war with you together. So, hey, Go back and re-listen to this on the on the web page and start soaking this up because this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff that's gonna help you not only maintain but excel as we go into this year. And that's what it's about. I wanna I wanna get pulled up and I want you to get pulled up with me also, family. You know, the the army has a saying, no man left behind. And that's the philosophy I'm taking this year. You know, I don't wanna see no one left behind. I want everybody to get it and, and pull up. Amen. Amen. Chaplain. Wow. Man, this um it's just soaking this, man, and get better, you know. A lot of good food today. I'm I'm already um that's you know, inspired to study something um that's gonna bring me closer, you know. And I think Pastor Chris said it. This is for everybody. I, I got to do this. This is for me too. So you know, that's a good word. That's a very humbling word. And he's right. And everybody shared. Like I said, you know, it's a big pot of soup and all these good ingredients is going in it. Um, we got to make our, fa- you know, we got to be brighter for our families. We got to be brighter for the dark world. And that all is connected to Jesus Christ. He's a spirit. And John said, in him there is no darkness at all. So, um, 
this humble posture is, is really important. It's just too much flesh in ministry, um, too much flesh in the giftings. Um, we we got to bring it back home to Jesus and humility, and God will exalt the humble. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Nehemiah, put the bow on it. You have the floor. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, you know what? I just want to say that love endures. Love endures. Love bears all things. Just think about that. I want you to think, ask yourself, are you bearing all things? Are you enduring what is it that love can't endure? What is it that love cannot bear? Think about that. And don't be conformed to this world's definition of what love is. That it has to be all rainbows and sunshine. It's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine. But as a servant of God, know that God sent some servants to some people and they, and they beat those servants. And then he sent his son, and they killed his son. If they did that to them, what do you think they would do to you? You know, the Bible says a prophet is without honor in his own home. So for you that's struggling out there, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you have an opportunity to endure, when you have an opportunity to bear all things, and when you have an opportunity to suffer for Christ's sake. Have a blessed week. Amen. We have to understand that there's a shifting taking place. And as the song in the background is playing, we have to understand that as leaders, as believers, deacons, ushers, praise and worship team leader, whatever you are, or just somebody just coming into the fold, We have to understand that love comes first. Even if you don't know how to love, God will show you. Even if you had the worst relationships in your whole life. I've been there, done that. I had to learn how to love for real. I had to learn how to be unconditional with my feelings. For real. Is it easy? No. But when you allow God to put some newness in you, it's going to feel weird at first because it's not what you heard. It's not what you saw on TV. It's going to feel like you're out there by yourself, but that's exactly where God needs you because he can give you the right way of loving. It's, it's very hard with this flesh because this flesh is always against spiritual things. You're going to have your days. But if you get in connection with your relationship and then tie that relationship with the the unconditional love that God already has for us, I guarantee you it will get better and God will send you the people to keep you level. That's what's so funny about it. You think you're by yourself. But God gives you people to keep you grounded, but it's up to you to call them, text them, 
whatever it takes, when you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you're in a funk, that's why you have God-given people in your life, whether if it's for a season, whether it's for the hour, whether if you're just walking to the store, whatever it is, God gives it to you, and he will bring you to that place of love. So, family, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, when you see Minister Don, chaplain, and Pastor Nehemiah doing their thing for the Lord at the shopping mall, at their job, ministering at the prison, wherever we at, we be walking with Jesus. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Thomas Boyce, I'm out. God bless you. And I'm done. See you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.